The Church and Other Drugs. I'm Jay. I did it first oh. this time. Oh. <laughs> My name's Jed. What's going on? You fucked me all up on that. I know. Dude. I got you, dude. You did. What are we going to call the listeners? The, con- uh, the congregation? It's I awkward. like that. I do, too. It's kind of like it doesn't Is roll it kinda, off the tongue. Well, and it's a little culty. I guess. Kind of, I think it is. I feel what, like what is what is fandom but a cult though, really? True that. <laughs> what did uh, I feel like Manson? Oh, Manson called his the family. The family. That's what it reminds me of, kind of. Well, well, how about you guys? What do y'all think? Co- congregation, uh, send us an email or tell us on Twitter if you like that. Church and other drugs at gmail dot com. And COD podcast, Twitter. No, that's way off. That's way off. Uh, C and other drugs. Like the letter awesome. C at Gmail. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, uh, okay, so I got a lot of, to talk about. Mainly, assholes. This that's pretty broad. It is. I'll narrow it down. So okay. So in a group of friends. In in the program, trying to work a program of recovery, trying to live an honest spiritual life. Twelve steps. Twelve steps to okay. God. If you do something fucked up, which we all do, everybody makes mistakes. Like real fucked. Real up. fucked up. Pretty messed up. Yeah. Everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm not saying you can't make mistakes. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Not being judgy about the mistake. We're not being judgy. What I am being judgy about is. You need to shut the fuck up during meetings, like, and not talk about how spiritual you are. Like, hey, I love to bang new bitches, but but look at how spiritual. Look at how I spiritual am. I am, and how good of a program I'm working. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. shame on you. Well, not shame. Just shut the fuck up. I'll say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just it's like maybe go talk to your sponsor. Yeah, it, or, I don't know, man. Know. Maybe I'm. No, I don't think I'm wrong on that because it just—it's like I, I, I'm not hearing anything you say. I'm just sitting, and I guess that's my problem. But well, I'm so sitting like, in my head thinking you are full of shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's what. So my my question, my follow up to that is like, so let's say you do just like man whore around or uh, whatever with newcomer girls. Yeah. Can you also be spiritual at the same time? Like, are those two things? Mutually exclusive, like you can't do one without the other. I mean, you can't do both. That's a question. That's a good question. I would say nay. I would, I would say, say no. like. I would say no. It would but be when, incredibly difficult to like. Hey, oh, you have twenty-eight days. Let's hook up, and then like, oh, but look, I'm this like p- pillar of the right recovery community. Or like then like, oh, thanks for hooking up with me. What's your friend's number? Uh, you know, like I've seen, dude. I'm telling you, whenever, whenever I see a new group, a new, a new gaggle of of females come in the program, I know exactly what is about to go down. Great SAT word, by the way. What gaggle? I like that yeah, one. Nice. Yeah, that's good. It relates to geese. Interesting. That's a gaggle of geese. A group I had of no geese. idea. Um, no, and and like. The boy band is about to get broken up because one of them's gonna hook up with one of them, then she's gonna want to hook up with the other one or whatever, and then, oh, yeah. and then the whole thing falls apart. Yeah, and hopefully nobody gets loaded over it. It's so funny that like really only happens in like young people in AA. I don't see it as much. Nah, the groups. Oh the yeah, groups, yeah, 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 the group because thing? it's it because it's um it's people that graduate treatment, people that get out of rehab. That's uh, usually what happens. You have a ton of rehabs by you. huh? Oh, we do. We got like. 
we don't have six. We don't have people. Well, not in like the specific town I'm from, and like across the river they do. But yeah. Anyway, but yeah. You, you so know where else that happens? Church, yeah. like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you? I mean. So my ex- thing is expound. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pa- past insert pastor, mega church pastor's name, or just regular, or just regular, pastor, regular pastor. Or whatever. Okay. Um, they fuck up. They are humans. I know it's hard to believe. Osteen might be a robot, a cyborg. The the jury's still out. He does. He creeps me the fuck out. I think dude. I saw an extension cord coming out of his <laughs> pants, dude. I think he's got to be charged. Either that or like a lizard person. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. is he a nephilim? No, absolutely. I'm not giving him that honor. Do you see that church though? You see them yeah, pews that he fills up? Is? Wouldn't that be some? That would be crazy. Wouldn't that be some 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 stuff? Anyway, so insert pastor's name. They fuck up, whether that's with like hookers or um, it's usually always sexual. Doesn't it, it feel like it's sexual. always like why very you, rarely it's drugs is? or alcohol. But sometimes it's drugs or alcohol. I think that that's because of repression. I think that's uh, maybe yeah maybe has a lot to do with it or um, or power. Power. Um, I don't know. I think maybe because most pastors are men, and I know that like my feminist friends may disagree with this, but like sexual sin, I think is just so much more rampant in men. For oh yeah, reason. we're dogs for sure. Yeah, so I think that that has a lot to do with it too. Um, so anyway, pastors fuck up. Yep. Like it comes out, they almost never come out and say like I'm fucking up. I'm gonna take I'm a break. Sorry. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't it, lead this flock. It's no, no, no. It's always they get caught first. Oh yeah. It's never they just come out and like, oh my god, I can't live with myself anymore. I'm doing so bad. (laughs) It's always like, oh, my wife got an STD. And (laughs) you know what I mean? So so they do that, and then they're like, oh, but I'm going to keep preaching. Yeah. Like, I'm going to keep leading these people in their spiritual walks with God. It's the catch. I mean, and this, now we're getting to the realm where this has been talked about, but it's the catch-22 where, like, you can't admit it because you lose your job. I don't, but does it? No, it doesn't yeah, have not. to be. I don't, I think if the church is big enough and inclusive enough, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Let, let's, for instance, Perry Noble went through that stuff. It was with booze. I want to talk right? to him so bad. so bad, but I think that they handled it like in the best way possible. Yeah, they did. He took a break. He yeah. went to treatment. That's true. And I don't even know if he's preaching again or not. I don't but either. he didn't lose his job. He no. didn't lose his church. No. In my in my mind, he gained more respect. Like well, I wait, are you sure me. he didn't lose his? I don't know. He took a break. He okay. Did. Dead hmm. church loves that man, dude. He ain't. Oh, he's cool, man. He's job. just he's just one of us, dude. Yeah. You know. Well, actually, I, mean, I, I can't, can't say that for him, but one of us meaning an uh, alcoholic. Yeah, I don't know. You I never know. know. I don't know. He. I'd like to ask him. I'd like to ask him too. Perry, my man. Noble, Mr. Noble, Senor, Senor Noble, is he Mexican? No, fuck no. Uh, Perry Noble, that's French. <laughs> anyway, anyway, please well, God. you're definitely not Come coming on. on. The- <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Screwed that up. Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. <laughs> um, so we got a good uh, interview today. We talked with the Godspeed guys. Oh yeah, from the Godspeed podcast. All the way from Portland, Oregon. 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 Uh, yeah, dude, we're talking to the Godspeed guys. Very cool. They have a really good 
mic setup that I'm pretty jealous of. They do. They do. Like that way better. I than got us. that shit unlocked. Uh, and it's funny. It's 80 degrees here, and it's they're snowed in. That's why they could do this interview. Yeah, super funny. So quite different. Um, but yeah, take a listen. Go subscribe to Godspeed. Godspeed. They have the best guests. They do. They do. The they have some, they have some the really killer interviews. Um, yeah. So go check that out. Yeah. Go listen to the uh, Aaron Gillespie one. It's pretty damn good. He's and Joey's always, Joey always good. was just on too. I don't know if that episode's out yet. It is. Oh, is it? Yep. Cool. It is. It's good. Good. Uh, so yeah, give us give it a listen. Uh, all right. Well, me and Jay are here with Jameson and Ryan from the Godspeed podcast. What's up, y'all? How's it just going? Snowed in. Snowed <laughs> in. Quite the opposite yep. where we are. I know we were just talking about we were supposed to get like snow flurries here in Charleston and everybody lost their damn minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like all of the milk and bread was gone in 20 minutes after they announced it. It was hilarious. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, we we can't go to uh, Costco or anything over here. It's just like yeah, it's the apocalypse. Oh, dude, I went yesterday. <laughs> it was like it was like a feeding frenzy. Oh my, oh, it I was bet. ridiculous. Yeah. Is it true you don't have WalMarts over there? I heard that somewhere. No, that's false. we're getting some. Oh, getting more and more. Yeah, yeah, it's probably more more. just been the last like six or seven years we started getting them. Really? They're like, like an urban legend for a long time. <laughs> did, was that like a was that a choice? Like, did the towns like get together? And yeah. Say, we don't want Walmart. Is that Pretty true? Much. It was yeah, like it is. They, yeah, and especially like Lake Oswego, they did not. They fought it for a long time. That's, well, I know that's, awesome, that's like the old the area of hipster t- statement. That's kind of true. <laughs> but the area <laughs> of town that Ryan Ryan's lived in off and on. They don't even allow, I don't know if you knew this, Ryan, they won't allow, like, drive-up coffee stands. Like, they think those are too trashy for their town. What? Really? Yeah, the city, yeah, the city will not allow any, like, Dutch Brothers, anything that's a drive-up coffee. Oh, that's Interesting. Stupid. Yeah, yeah stu- that's stupid. They would, <laughs> they would lose their mind if they came to Lafayette, Louisiana. Like, you could, <laughs> like, our, our, our snowball stands, literally, someone would just pull up a trailer in a parking lot and just, like, open shop. <laughs> I've, I've been there i've been to lafayette you guys you guys have oh, like yeah? alligators running running your convenience stores and stuff it, dude it's anything it's, goes it's legit um <laughs> so yeah um glad we can get y'all on uh yeah i think we all need to stick together man i like this little like <laughs> I, what would you even call this little podcast, podcast movement verse yeah, yeah. mini verse I know. I, I we talk about this a lot because we started ours just out of I guess like a lot of people having these conversations between each other and between friends and then liking the medium of podcasts anyway and thinking right. if someone listens that's a bonus uh, but it'll be cool for us to have these recorded. You know, Ryan has kids. I always think that that'll be cool for his kids to listen to them one day. But it's <laughs> that'll be. I don't know if I want my kids. To <laughs> that'll be to yeah. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. When it, which one of you guys had your dad on, like the first? Oh, episode? that was me. That was Jed. That yeah. was me. That was yeah. that. That was ballsy. Well, well, it's, yeah. it's funny. That's like the only, like me and my dad's relationship was like predominantly over the phone for the past like ten years because I've just been out of state. So it's like we, mm. it's a little awkward when we're face to face, but when we talk like that, it's it's a lot easier. It's kind of it's kind of strange, but <laughs> um, yeah. But, 
So how, just to be like, it, when I was a terrible drug addict, Dad, how did that feel for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had, yeah. To, we had to do like family counseling sessions. So those were face to face and those were oh. a lot of like <laughs> awkward, dude. So awkward. But he's cool with having it like, like out in the, I mean, now that you have an audience, I mean, you're telling a lot more people than just the family. Oh, yeah. I really don't. Well, because like it's what I want to do as a career. It's what I'm moving into being like an addiction counselor. And, you know, at first it was like, you know, we told my grandma that I was in college for like seven years. That was like the family (laughs) joke. (laughs) So like at first we, we were keeping it secret and then it became apparent that like, okay, this isn't like going anywhere. And now it's, you know, it's been such a long time. It's such a part of me. And if I just didn't talk about it, it, it's such a potential, like it helps other people and it'd be, it'd just be super selfish. And like, it, it would almost make it uh, worthless if I just didn't share what happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. I yeah, guess that's sure. how I look at it. Well, and it's a lot easier now too, since we've have some time clean and sober, uh, right. It's a lot easier to talk about if we didn't, if we were still out slamming dope or whatever, you know, it'd yeah. be a little bit more awkward to it's, talk about. It. It's more yeah. sad than, yeah. 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 That's a, that's a crazy, I mean, it's, that's the thing that caught my eye the most was not only was it a similar conversation just as far as being way more honest and way more open about faith and the church, but having your guys' background that adds a lot of spice to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why we started it too, because, when you there's tons of addictions in the church be it like porn alcohol whatever you want to call it but usually the answer you'll get at church is like oh just go pray about it right yeah and you'll be good and then like you're there's this idea that you're supposed to just conquer it and then live your life like one and Mm -hmm. done jesus will just take it away and it's like that's just (laughs) not how it, it it's not how it works and sure and with that mindset, when it doesn't work, you really beat your, the hell out of yourself when it doesn't work. And you're like, oh, am I mm-hmm. not really saved? Am I not doing it right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess yeah. we're trying to help other people that might think that way, too. So is that where the name comes from then? Church and Other Drugs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought you just liked that Jake Gyllenhaal movie. You're the, you're, I think you're one of like three <laughs> people that got it. Yeah. That was a really good movie, man. I was like, is Anne Hathaway on this podcast? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> is she naked on the show I the whole wish. time? Uh, <laughs> We'd have a lot bigger audience, I think, if that right. was the case. We, yeah. yeah, no wonder you have all those all those reviews already. I mean, yeah. we could just say she's on here naked. How are you going to tell me that she's not? You don't see anything. Yeah. Just hold she your does. DVD player up to uh, monitor. Uh, so, yeah. so this is what me, me and Jay were thinking about. And y'all are in the... Would y'all say you're kind of part of this deconstruction thing? I am. I think I don't know so much Jameson, but I I think so. I think we approach it different ways. Right. Why? And I would say I guess we are we are too. And it's super. Why do you think it's so popular? It's like it really is like the new game in town. It's almost becoming like trendy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do you? It's so. Oh, I'll I'll say I I mean. I think it's it's the next step for our culture and with all of our all this information that we have it's kind of inevitable where we are going to learn about our faith in new ways and like unless we're closed-minded and not honest with ourselves I feel like it's just the next step 
you know, it's just as simple as that. And I think it's just going to be more and more. You're going to have, you know, kids coming up like my kids. I, I, that's a big part of it for me is thinking like when they get older, you know, they, they're going to have more tools than I had as a kid and they're going to learn about this faith and that. And I'm, man, I better be prepared. So yeah. part of the journey was me being honest. And I think that's a big part of it. When people honest with themselves, I think they're going to go down that, that deconstruction road. Wouldn't you say that, that there's a point at which like, okay, it's, you can see how it could easily turn into this like deconstruction circle jerk where we're, it's just like an echo mm-hmm. chamber and it's like, yeah. we, we're so against what our parents taught us that let's just band together and, and start our own thing where like really some people might just be dodging accountability or I guess it's how, how do you know, how do we know when it's time to stop deconstructing and like, yeah. You see what I'm and getting building. at? Like, <laughs> when is too much? What are we supposed to hold sure. on to? I guess, yeah. I'm asking the, the largest question ever. What is true? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Jameson and I talk about that all the time because we keep asking, like, so you could just question anything, right? You Always. Can. Just keep keep tearing it apart, right? But the thing is, is, is it, it starts, like, with me, an honest pursuit of truth. And an honest pursuit of truth means that you can find truth just about anywhere, but the goal, like, is, I mean, connecting with something that you feel is real for everybody, right? And 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 that's the type of stuff that I don't question. Like, I don't I don't question my love for my kids. I could I could rip it apart. You know, I could go through and like be like, oh, you know, it's this, it's this evolutionary mindset of like what I this feeling I get in order for my offspring to grow or whatever it is right. with the serotonin and the nepinephrine mm-hmm. in my brain or whatever, you know, you, you could rip it apart really fast if you want to. But the thing is, it's like, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like I'll accept it for what it is and like, and, and let it be that. But it's, it's a really tough topic, man. I mean, I, I we go round and round about it all the time. Cause I think we're in different places, but for me, it's just like, I, you know, I, I feel like it's absolutely necessary in so many different areas, especially with faith and then like political views and stuff like that, that we have to deconstruct in order for us to be better, open-minded and progress where we're going to get over a lot of these big problems that are at our feet right now. So, yeah, I will say I, I am super grateful that it's becoming more um, commonplace and more accepted um, kind of in the larger Christian arenas to have deconstructions and doubts and and all of that good stuff because it may, it it <laughs> opened a door for me to 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 partake in that community still right so like Jed will be the first one to tell you I moved out to California and like completely deconstructed I mean I I called myself a Unitarian for a handful of years I, and like didn't I, I was so eat. scared for yeah. his soul he was really so was. scared for his he soul really was. and then you found which Jesus. is so funny. Yeah, and then I refound Jesus, but he he came. It's a, the funny story that we tell all the time is like Jed came out to California and was detoxing from meth and like nodding out on benzodiazepine and was scared for my soul. Yeah, even though I was. <laughs> but yeah. um, but I I can tell you like uh you know. The BC guys and like a lot of those folks, I think have have just made it um, accessible, uh, sure. you know, made some elbow room for us to um, to kind of come together and, and just be more comfortable. Like I, I in all of those sure. years, I didn't go to church. I would like um, kind of check in every once in a while, but um, sure. now that I've kind of come back, it, it's it's more accessible. I go to a small house church and like. Um, we we are open and honest, and I think uh, I'm, really I'm really happy. I'm really happy that deconstruction and, and um, guessing and 
having doubts and talking about them is much more acceptable now than that than it was in like late 90s early 2000s church Mm -hmm. that i came up in you know yeah totally we we actually just had joey when would you talk to him a few days ago yeah, a from the, a bad Christian podcast. And we kind of got in a debate about that, about how far to take deconstruction. Because like for him, you know, he just wrote that book called The Fundamentalist, yeah. which we were talking yeah, about a little bit. But, it. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, a, it's, I haven't read it, but it sounds like a really interesting book. But for him, like he talks about going through that period and that God was with him through that whole time. And I just kind of got yeah. into a little bit of a, you know, a, a challenging conversation with him. Because for me, like, God wasn't. God was gone. God deteriorated mm. as part of that deconstruction for me. And so I asked, you know, the, the the question that came out of it was like, how, you know, how do you know how far you need to go? Like, you know, because it could be different for everybody, you know, I, I and that's what we kind of talked about. Like what as part of that deconstruction journey, I mean, is it OK for God to go through with you? You know, is that OK for people? Yeah. Is it is it something that like you need to go to square one and say, like, I don't know if God's real or or it's just a big topic and i just thought it was really interesting so where yeah. i guess brass tacks where are y'all can i ask like i guess it's a really lame question but what what <laughs> do you, where are y'all at right right now i know it will change but right right um i'd say for me i mean this is it it isn't it is an ever-changing thing we we talk about this idea a lot where I think you should, I think your belief should be changing every, you know, loosely six months to a year, let's say. Yeah. Uh, when, when people say, you know, like, I believe this since I was 16 and I've never wavered on it. So like, look at me, like, that's the first sign to me of just like, well, that's, I can't, a cult can't give you much. Yeah. Like you should be <laughs> learning. Yeah. You should be learning and changing often. So yeah. um, you're right. It will change. I, I mean, the deconstructionist thing, I, I think that's a great way to put it. I think I'm still figuring out what that looks like for for me in terms of almost kind of what Ryan said is where is God at during that? I, I wasn't raised necessarily very strict, but I know that there's certain ideas that I either kind of misunderstood or learned somewhere along the way uh, that it is very black and white. Like you're walking with God or you're not. And, and when you're doing, when you're sinning, you are not like God, God is somewhere else. God exists somewhere else during that time. Or even if you're questioning, God is not there. It's it's this big life timeout to try to figure it out. But you definitely don't get to go to church or you don't get to talk to God during that time, which I don't believe any of that now. <laughs> but I think trying to trying to figure out where I fall within that and where where I want to land as a grown man uh, and not as, not under all the things I already learned. I want to take the good things from from my childhood and and from my upbringing and and figure out if those are mine or not. And then I do want to figure out what the bad things are and, and get rid of those. So I think it is a big, for me, a big just identity. Where do I stand as a single person, not as a son, not as a brother, just as a single person? What do I believe in my faith? Hmm. Yeah, because it seems like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It, I agree with all that. It, it seems like the common, the common, and I was raised super strict. So it, the, the, the um the common thread that i see are people that were raised this way mm. see something fucked up go wrong in the church um <laughs> and they're like okay i don't want anything with that the, and the main hot button issues are i can't believe in a god that won't accept homosexuals i can't believe in a god that will send anyone to hell uh what's some other ones i can't believe in a god hypocrisy <laughs> hypocrisy the old um, testament why does the church yeah. have <laughs> the old testament yeah why does the church have so much money 
Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, and I've had this conversation with Jay. I guess really the fear of hell still is super in me because my thing is like, mm. what if I'm wrong though? I'm not so bold as to say, I just because I have Google, I can overturn <laughs> thousands of years uh, of, of wisdom and knowledge. You know what I mean? But I, sure. but I do, and my experience shows me that you know. And I'm not, and I'm obviously I'm not saying that the Bible says God hates gay people. Let's not get that. Let's <laughs> yeah. not get that. Twisted. I don't think so. Um, but have, have you read Love Wins by Rob Bell? Yeah, I did, and that like, and then I read Erasing Hell by uh, Francis Chan, and so I'm just all sure. screwed up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I read Love Wins. I was just wondering, and I called Jay, and I was like, or no, I didn't call you, but I read it, and I called my mom, and I was like, Mom, have you heard about this? And then I read Erasing Hell, and I called Jay, and I was like, Dude, I think I believe in hell again. so it's like i don't know man i just i don't know but But i think no go ahead i I think these these podcasts and these conversations are maybe our generation or our culture's way of of saying where we're at and asking those questions because ryan and i use use a lot of matrix analogies when we uh do our show um but when we first started having these conversations it was a little bit of of like the is it red and blue yeah red and blue pills of um, you can kind of continue to go your way of just like hanging on to what you've learned and, and furthering that. Um, or you can kind of take a risk and see that there is a lot of doubt in your life or see that there is uh, potential for doubt. And I, I, I remember several times kind of after in my mind, kind of making that leap and saying, yeah, what do I really believe? Kind of, kind of envying people that seemed, seemed to not go that route, seemed to just be so content all the time and just so sure in what they believed and I, I can't fault those people for that. I, everyone's everyone's different, but I think you I would almost don't trust them, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it sometimes I, it's it's half. I don't trust you. And then it's half like you might know something that I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, that's how yeah, I yeah. that's how I feel about older yeah, generations. When yeah. when I think of like, I don't know how many generations back in my family were all believers. And so then I think, well, these people like lived through way different and harder things than I did. Right. They're, you know they were older than me. They lived longer. You know, like you're just like, what do I just by age? What do I know? You feel like a punk, my t- a punk kid. Yeah, you do. Like <laughs> I've I, presenting ideas to my parents, even both my parents, they're in their sixties, met at Bible college, very, very smart. And I, I feel like if I kind of present something, you know, they're nice about it, but I do feel like in their minds, they're almost just like, Oh, you know, this kid, you'll yeah. get there. So cute. You know, and it's like so with your radical yeah. theology. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. No one's ever thought of that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Where would you say you're at Ryan? Oh, with that. Oh dude. I'm <laughs> opposite end of the spectrum. Like I respect it. Like I have a fire and brimstone missionary of a grandfather who, Oh, nice. I mean, Oh my God. And like, would turn you off to Christianity so fast. I mean, I love the guy, but he, you know, he ends his sermons with "You can listen to me, or you could be wrong," and it was just like, oof, <laughs> oof, just brutal. Dang. So, so I look at it in two ways. Like, I I respect the heck out of you know the people that have gone through things that I haven't. My parents, you know, they have a they have a wealth of knowledge of life that I don't have. But it's also looking at it. I mean, we have we have a whole new perspective that's developing now where, you know, we have so much in, I think, uh, Eric Spitt from Google said that every day we generate more information that, you know, from 1950 to the beginning of civilization is created in a day now. 
Like that's how much info is created. Whereas, I mean, I look at it as like, there's a lot of new ways. There's a lot of ways to like find out mysteries that have been solved that like they may have wondered their whole life or stuff like that. So for me, it's just like, I, I get, I get that and respect that. And I, I humble myself before, you know, these, these life experiences that I don't know. But at the same time, I wonder, and it all comes back to like, what, what keeps you anchored to faith? And that's, that to me is right. everything in the conversation, because if it's, you know, something you grew up with, something you've had a personal experience that is just, you know, kept you attached to it and it's been life fulfilling. That's awesome. That's great. You know, but at, at the time, is it truth? What you can and how to arrive at truth? Because that's the question today that is just going wild, that people are constantly going, oh, man, how, how, how do I know? And and that's yeah. kind of the difference between generations right now that I see. And that's why it's for me, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. Be like, well, how did you get there? How, how have you been a Christian for the last 50 years? Um, my dad taught me, you know, I mean, that's right. kind of how it goes. You know, I mean, it's right. and it's not not a downplay because it's not like their life is empty and, and meaningless. And it's not like there isn't some substance to what they believe. There's plenty of substance. I'm just saying is maybe it's not the whole truth. Maybe it's just bits and pieces of the truth. Who knows? Well, the, the irony of the information age is a, it begs the question is all is, is the fact that there's more information revealed in a day. Is that a good thing? Nah. And B it's, it's, it's exactly, it's created this thing where like, like the fact that something is a fact doesn't mean squat anymore. <laughs> like you can tell me yeah. something that's a fact and I could find seven other facts that debunk it, it and you can just yep. do that all day. So it's almost like really like truth. I mean, we're going back to original sin here. We don't need to know all this crap, <laughs> but it's fun. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's an interesting time. This is an interesting yeah. time. Interesting. Like, and where can it go? Like, well, I was just talking to my buddy the other day about how um, we swing this pendulum and the pendulum swung to like uber um, legalism, right? And and it's swinging backwards um, to like uber super uh, freedom. Well, or whatever, yeah, anything goes or whatever you believe is your, your belief. And um, where do we find that middle ground? Like wh when mm -hmm. are we going to kind of settle down as an American church and uh, we don't see that. I mean, well, Western church, right? Like we don't see that as much. I don't think overseas and like, you know, in, in Eastern churches and that sort of stuff, they just take, they take it or don't. Mm -hmm. So, did, um, did you see they find really they, uh, they put America in the list of, uh, persecuted nations for Christianity this really? year. Yeah. What? Really? For the first time. How does that make sense? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my overwhelming, like how overwhelming majority is that to like the Chinese Christians martyrs. The... I know, Jeez. I know. We, we are the overwhelming majority, dude. I don't understand how that could be a thing. But... Yeah, I'm not yeah. allowed to worship get... in McDonald's on Tuesday nights anymore, so I'm persecuted. Yeah. <laughs> what? I've had lots of negative nice. Facebook comments on my my yes. last Jesus meme. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get more than three <laughs> likes. Uh, that's it i'm marching yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so, yeah, so are, are you are you both uh you both go to church actively and it's, it's christian churches i'm assuming too right i do yeah i actually play in the worship band <laughs> oh do you yeah. nice yeah right yeah. on it's a yeah and it's... i 
it's a small church. Like we just um we didn't have a building for a while. <laughs> we leased a building. There's maybe like fifty people and mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I go to a, a small house church and um That's right. We're, I guess, that, yeah. we're yeah, yeah, we're a Christian church. We also have folks that aren't Christians though that come oh, and cool. do community and life with us and, and it's one of those places where if somebody says like in our discussion um, you know, I'm not sure if Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. They're not taken mm-hmm. aside at the end and like talk to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's uh, just what it's like, yeah, cool. Awesome. We'll come and live life with us. And like our kids all play together and stuff. It's, it's a dope mm. spot. Well, yeah. I think that's the most, that's certainly the most healthy, I think the most healthy structure of it to have. And I've talked to my parents about this, but the same concept of just where the pendulum is continually extremely going back and forth. Like, I remember telling my mom in high school that I was going to go, you know, with a church to go feed the homeless and give jackets out and, you know, do this whole homeless outreach that happens here in Portland. And she's like, you know, what's funny is when I was in high school, I remember making uh, lunches for homeless people at the church. And then a team, like a a team of like men would go take the lunches out. And when she told her mom that her mom was thought, thought that that was just the most like radical extreme thing that my mom made lunches at a church for other people to go take on the street. And she's yeah. like, so it's it's going to continually get, yeah, more and more, quote, extreme. Um, and you're going to get more and more hands-on. But then, yeah, I guess you wonder, is it going to swing back to that conservatism of, like, I can't believe you know someone that's going to go help homeless people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's going to be us that write that story. I mean, eventually we're going to be the old dude. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So let, um, I, no, go I was just going to ask, as the only person of the four that doesn't necessarily see things i don't know as, as i guess jesus being god um like do you guys see a progression like with with our generation like the cool church is the small communities where you're open you know open to the place where of receiving people of different faiths you know you're you're open to the idea of god in in a sense but it still comes down to jesus i i look at it as like the next progression is just a place of like complete open-mindedness where like it's more of a secular uh what are jesus followers you ever heard of them there's there's more and more of them Uh, i I have not that might be oh yeah a a pacific northwest thing i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) you gotta remember we're we're entrenched in the bible belt Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of that sounds like a unitarian church (laughs) very much so yeah but no it's just i i just wonder man because I, I think it's awesome, like with Brad Christian, even what you guys are talking about. But at the same time, I just feel like the next step is going to be okay. You know, I've I believe Jesus is God. I love that dude, but I'm I gotta open myself to the idea. Of like, is this is it possible that it could be a, a myth, or you know, like is is that gonna creep its way in in the next ten years, fifteen years, or whenever that comes in that that we're gonna see more and more, even in places like Louisiana and South Carolina. Well, it's, I, I was, should, man. I I hope so. I and when I say I hope so, I mean I hope it, that it's okay to have those <laughs> thoughts and, and still be accepted in the in that church community, is what I mean when I say I hope so. I, you know, hmm. and because um, I went through that and I didn't feel comfortable in church, right? Like I yeah. I completely went through that whole thing when I was I was all paths to one true God, and I was reading Paramahansa Yogananda and all kinds of stuff, and. Uh, and I went through that whole process, and, and I did not feel comfortable in church. 
Mm. Um, so I, I hope I hope that we get there that people can question and go through that and still feel comfortable in our community. And I, yeah. I, I would say it definitely is happening. I would also say though, you can't like how how does that live out? Well, and I guess I'm, I can only speak for me, but it's at some point I feel like that's gonna be. I guess it doesn't have to, but that's going to be the fact that you're going to have to land on a side. Mm, okay. M- maybe you, I don't know. I just feel like if you live <laughs> living a life like tossed around, eventually, I don't know. Maybe some people can. For I mean, for me, it was almost like a, I mean, I like, like J2, I tried. I only believe that Jesus is the son of God because of my deep, personal spiritual experiences that happened to me so there's no mm-hmm. reason i can tell you why that yeah. is so just like mm-hmm. you couldn't have told me when i didn't necessarily believe that so so yeah maybe yeah maybe it is yeah i guess i i think that should happen i don't think you will remain in a questioning stage your entire life i think you will even if you're not certain i feel like you're gonna be more leaning one way or the other mm, that's okay. that that would be my guess i think that's the that would be a for me that would be a hopeful thing but i i think where i settled after being okay with taking the whichever pill it was um was <laughs> was that was that questioning will be a part of of life uh forever but that it won't be um it won't be straining it won't always be painful like the the mm-hmm. plateau for me has almost been okay, this is how it's going to be and enjoy it and learn new things and change your mind every year, every year and a half, like figure out new things, have an actual like thirst for pursuit and a thirst for truth. Cause a lot of mm. people, the people that don't, um, and it's not that I don't trust them, but the people that don't, I feel like are either, are either very content and know something that I don't know, or are kind of like aimless kind of drifting. I think once yeah. you reach a certain point with questioning, you, you want to talk to everyone about it and you want to start a podcast because you want to say, isn't everyone else thinking this too? Why, why isn't <laughs> right. anyone trying to come up with answers or theory, just theories? Give me your theory on it. So I'm, I'm happy with the, the questioning for long periods of time. Right on. Well, I think, um, I think we got to start wrapping it up. This has been good, though. Yeah, we've I really enjoyed again. this, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, thanks for coming on, dudes. It's always super yeah. weird just cold calling someone you met on Twitter. So, <laughs> it's like, um, I spend my whole day there, so it works out. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> Jay's the Twitter guy. I don't, I, 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 I don't understand it. That's cool. Well, we'll get we you def- there. I know. Yeah, he got me to start a Twitter fight by proxy. He was like, "Hey, just just copy and paste this and post it on your Twitter because I can't." And I was like, "Okay." And like this lady like, got super mad at me, and I just so I was used, used and abused. It's true. She's really, you have to, uh, she's really you do have to read your tweets first. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Whatever, man. That's why Trump gets a bad rap. Right. Right. Oh, did, did you see? Did you see? There's some. Uh, it was either some Mexican billionaires is debating buying Twitter to shut it down so <laughs> Donald Trump can't use it anymore. That's hilarious. Yeah. That is so uh, awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, cool, man. Control. Thanks for coming on, <laughs> well, fellas, and we'll have to have you all on again for sure. Yeah. Oh, totally. Awesome. And we'll be hitting you up soon about having you guys on for the addiction. Uh, we're going to try to do a few episodes on it. Awesome. Yeah, we'd, we'd love, love it. We'd love it. 
Awesome. Right, well, Thank uh, you guys. Y'all have fun in the snow. I'll I'll be I'll go swimming. <laughs> Thank you. Let <laughs> us know how that goes. <laughs> later. All right, later. Later. Later, guys. So that was pretty good. That was awesome. That was pretty uh, good. I'm officially deconstructing my ideas about deconstruction. Boom. Hi-ya. Meta. Meta. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good, man. That was a good conversation. It's it's uh like I said, it's always weird. I don't know if I said it, but it, it's weird. Uh cold calling people that like you have, have no idea what they're going to be like yeah but those guys are awesome they are we lucked out with the method theology girls too because i did. just randomly met them on twitter too we did and yeah. it's like man this could i guess i mean we listen to their podcast so we have an idea but right. still it's like yeah are, are we just going to clash but i think it went really well man i um, think so too well we have a lot in common right and we, we all grew up in the same church well similar church similar church background same like time in american church yeah, right, that era. So, and I, I totally think we should all stick together. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, split the millions of dollars that, that's, that's going around. Right. Oh. I don't know, man. Let's 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 wrap this up. Let's bounce, bitches. Let's bounce. I'm tired. Uh, oh yeah, go subscribe to Godspeed. For the fearless and faithful, is that what it? Something I like believe that. that's under it. Um, that's pretty go cool. Go subscribe. Go I like, like them on Twitter. Yeah, that's it good. Is good. It is good. Um, shoot them an email. Support them in every way possible. They're really cool dudes. Man. Yeah, and shoot us an email too. Church and other drugs at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, we're gonna start giving shout outs and we'll read your emails. So, if you want to be famous, send an email. Super famous. Super famous. So much fame. Later. Later.